What's going on, family? Welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you are doing well. Now, if you're hearing this, you don't really know what's about to happen. But if you're seeing this, you see a familiar face that you haven't seen in The Faction streets in a minute. So let's do it old school. I am not by myself. I've got my guy with me, the NWA WCW aficionado. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Courtney Beard. <clears throat> let's see if this still works early in yes. the morning. Let's see. Salute, my people, we are all the way up and you know what it is. It's another day on the faction. Now, let's do this right. Also, we are joined by our brother, Brandon Clack. Oh, he's too busy. My bad. I forgot. <laughs> He is somebody now. Well, you so know. now, you know, he's the David Ruffin of the group, if you will. Oh, wow. 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 <laughs> Come up here and defend that, you little clack. <laughs> My goodness. So, yeah, man, how are you, dude? Like, the people haven't had a man, chance to hear from you in a minute. I'm good. You know, I, when I think about what we had a chance to lay foundation for and build when it comes to the faction, I'm very proud of it. Yeah. Uh, I've been good. I'm here in San Antonio building the collective, working yes. with other people. Yes. Uh, so much goodness is happening. If you aren't following me on Instagram at I am Courtney Beard, you're really missing out. Mm -hmm. uh, I, you, you know, one day the three of us will do a show uh, and it'll be called uh our text message group <laughs> and we'll right. be really we'll, we'll, we'll be as transparent as we can because that's, you know listen you we, we we walk on this journey that we call brotherhood but it's also healing and safety and uh, all yes. that other stuff and hilariousness but life is good i'm happy about today's show because today's show really highlights and celebrates things and normally you'd be the moderator g but there are going to be some moments where i'm going to take over as moderator okay. and put you in the guest seat if you will fair enough fair enough, fair enough. Fair i enough. will start that portion of it now unless oh, i know you okay. have an agenda because i know who you are well let's, but let's go forego your agenda <laughs> So if if you're new to the faction or you've been with us on this journey of the faction, we started this journey because one day randomly when we both used to live in Virginia, which is the old mid-Atlantic territory, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know how, but I think one day I saw you post back in the early Facebook, maybe even MySpace days, mm -hmm. you were at WrestleMania. If you don't know Gerard Bonner, Gerard Bonner was a norm at WrestleMania for about how many years? Gene? About four years consecutively. Yeah. Four years. I'm not talking about nosebleed. I'm talking about when the floor seats were affordable but luxury. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so you would see Gerard in about uh the first within the first eight rows. Mm -hmm. Uh normally if you go back to some of the stuff you see him. Gerard was the very first person I text when the streak was broken. Am I correct? Correct. You were in the house. Mm -hmm. I was there. I text him because I sat in my home in Virginia, flabbergasted. He was in New Orleans. Mm -hmm. And I text him and I said, is this real? Yeah. yeah. And I believe you text me back and said the whole crowd is stunned. Now, mm -hmm. if you know Gerard Barner, he was only there. He cared about the streak, but he was only there to see his bishop and overseer, Brother Daniel Bryan, That's ascend right. unto the hill. And he so, did. And he did. <laughs> so G and I started this conversation of, what if we did a podcast? Mm -hmm. I came to San Antonio, met a guy at a uh, at a burger joint. 
Yes. Where there's at a pastor's event named Brandon Clack. Come to find out he loves wrestling as much as we do. G said, let's do a podcast. He said, do you know another man? I said, this guy named Brandon Clack. I introduced him. We started doing the show. After doing the show, GB moves to Atlanta. Uh, how did you feel moving from the mid-Atlantic area to WCW territory, knowing, <laughs> G, that you grew up in New York, which is uh, Vince's territory? You're, you're, you're all over the territory. Yeah, yeah. You know, obviously starting in New York in clear WWE land and then mid-Atlantic and then coming uh, to Atlanta. It's funny. Strangely enough, the last thing I thought about when I moved to Atlanta was wrestling. Like I was figuring, okay, the music career will kind of pop off with all that was going on with Bonafide Radio. And and I had run into a bunch of people where I was like, okay, this this move really does make sense. And uh, and it did make sense for sure. We were able obviously to do still quite a bit with Bonafide Radio and we continued with the faction. And I think uh, I think it was kind of a setup where. I didn't know what was going to happen in Atlanta in terms of pro wrestling. Um, but that now is really kind of the space that helps yeah. Atlanta make even more sense for me at these at this point. Yeah. I think when we started the faction, I lived in Virginia. You lived in Virginia. Yes. Clack lived in San Antonio. Right. By midpoint of, of, of the faction, I lived in San Antonio. Clack lived in Memphis and you lived mm -hmm. in Atlanta. <laughs> right. We all moved. All in great. We all moved. Too. Uh, yeah. Clack moved to Jerry Lawler territory. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I moved to the old Tully Blanchard and Blanchard family territory. Yeah. Uh, and you, you moved, of course, to WCW headquarters. Yes. So, G, let, let, let's go here. Okay. Let's fast forward this. You called me and say, I'm going to this local wrestling, what, what I consider to be local. Yes. Because you'd heard this stuff. Now, on the dirt sheets, we'd heard these rumblings of these named guys right. showing up in this place. Right. Tell me about how did you discover SHW? Where did you see it at? What gave you the guts to go? Uh, it, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I discovered it um, by attending DDPY, uh, Diamond Dallas uh, Page Yoga. Um, and, who we had on the on the show as a guest. We certainly did have him on the show as a guest. And um, in going there, that's where I learned about a thing called SHW. They would have the flyers that were there. And I didn't know at the time that the people that worked there actually created the company. So my initial plan, they kept asking me, yeah, you should come, et cetera, et cetera. They knew I loved wrestling. And so I was originally going to go to the May 2019 show. But of course, Jax was due in May of 2019. And I just kept feeling like if I go to this show and Jax is born, I'm never going to hear the end of it. Like I will probably I feel die. like I remember that dilemma. I remember yes. that dilemma. Yeah, so I ended up not going to that show. Of course, that was the show where Cody showed up, Jericho and Omega all showed up, and, like, the world went crazy finding out about SHW. The world um, was on its head. Yeah, they really were. So uh, I, I kept going to DDPY, and um, I had asked some of the guys there, like, I really want to get involved in the business, but I don't know how it would be cool and they were like you should come to one of our shows so uh ends up september 2019 is when i went to my first show i did not know if i would know anybody at that show um come to find out that the guy 
who and I don't know if I've ever told you this part. The the guy who was the um he kind of handled the front door there at uh at DDPY. Um I met him, I knew him, he was super cool. Little did I know that in match number two, he'd be in the ring. That's David Ali. So David Ali and Danny Jordan, who both worked at DDPY. So I knew them from there. I was like, oh, this is cool. And it was their match that hooked me to enjoying SHW. And then I found out that night that they would have their one year anniversary show in October, which was going to be war games. And that's when I said to you, you got to come. They're doing a war games live. Like we've got to see this. Yeah. So 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 GB hits me and says, uh, "Come to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. We'll make a wrestling weekend." Yes. GB says, "I'll get all the tickets. You just get here." Yeah. He's a good friend like that. G gets us not just tickets to SHW. He gets us front row tickets to SHW. GB has this idea on the way there. Let's bring the gear and let's do a podcast on the road. It's a whole wrestling weekend. So that weekend, we probably did about four podcasts Mm -hmm. on the go because we were at SHW one night. It was, uh, wait, I feel like we went to three wrestling events that weekend. Let's see. We did... Was that SHW the, on Friday? Oh, was that the imp- that was the impact yeah, weekend yeah. when we went to Saturday Nashville. night? We did uh so there were two impact. shows in yeah, there were and two then shows on Sunday in Sunday we did NWA. Because so what they did, Impact had Impact had a TV taping after mm-hmm. the pay-per-view. So we did both of those. I forgot that that was yeah. all that weekend. It, wow. it 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 was a major weekend. Yeah. So so G brings the gear on the road mm-hmm. on the way there. We're talking. He's giving me the who's who's who in the zoo when it comes to SHW. Yeah. I've never seen G this excited about what I'm considering is about to be local wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now I'm from Virginia and this is no shots to any of the guys in Virginia. I was expecting bingo hall. Sure. 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 I walked into the action center. Mm-hmm. We get to the parking lot and there are cars everywhere. Yeah. We go up to the front because I don't believe personally in waiting in the back. Mm-hmm. I walk up to the front, GB right with me. We walk in, two big guys. If you've ever seen the two of us, we're not small guys. <laughs> and if you ever see us bring the big man with us, we grab attention. Right. So it's the two of us, we walk in. I believe we see Gary Lamb first. Mm-hmm. We walk right in and Gary looks at us kind of wide-eyed. Yeah. Like, whoa, what's happening? Right. We get down to the front and clearly people think we're we're some of the boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have these great seats. Uh, the wrestling match starts. G is kind of yelling. I'm yelling. Uh, uh, I'll never remember. This. There, 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 there was a kid. In a wheelchair, yes, seated right in front of me, he's yeah. giving the wrestlers the business, right? He's right, going off. So I'm imagining his level of go off. Yeah, uh, the crowd is raucous that night, and they do war games. Yeah, and as GB told me, they don't miss. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
G, we leave that night. We see the commentary booth. We talk to Brandon, and he had yeah. another guy with him. Yeah. Then we walk in while they're doing the podcast. They're talking to us. We tell them, hey, during the break, we have a podcast. We're the faction. So we're exchanging info. Yeah. Um. The night ends. We're talking. We're taking pictures. I believe Gary asks us, are you some of the boys? Right. We say, no, we have a podcast. Mm -hmm. GB, on the ride home. Fate happens. Yeah. Yeah. What made you have this idea? We should do a podcast on what we just saw. Um, In my head, I just felt like, you know, we don't get to be together a lot. And I thought it would be a really neat experience to talk about what we're expecting on the way there and then what we experienced on the way back. I just thought from a content perspective, that'd be really, really dope because you don't hear a lot of podcasts like that you don't hear people talking like literally right in the moment hey and again it was 2019 so you know we still didn't have a lot of people who were doing like you know Facebook lives on things like this or what have you it's very commonplace now but now but but then it wasn't so we were like yeah. let's do this and literally we sat things in the car we literally talked from SHW on the yeah. way to the Waffle House. I mean, that's that's just how it was. And it was designed to, to, to give people that experience of what did we just feel? Because, G, let, let's be honest, you live about how far from the Action Center? It's close to an hour. So this isn't something that you do that you mail in. Right. I, and we'll, we'll talk about your day of process. You probably won't want to talk to, but I want to talk about it. Sure. You have a whole day of process. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so fate takes over. If if you're a and I can't help but do this. If you're, if you want to be a leader, here's point number one from the life of GB. Mm. Seize the moment and create the moment. Absolutely. GB had his gear in the car. We're on the way home. We're talking about the night. Uh, uh, at some point, I go in on Huckabee. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I go in, in on Huckabee. Uh, I'm being me. G's yeah. being himself. Yeah. We're giving, uh, you, you guys know GB, he's giving a detailed analysis of the night. Mm -hmm. I am probably leaning more towards the petty of the night. Mm -hmm. And we make one monumental stop. Mm -hmm. We stop at Waffle House. Mm-hmm. If you're around GB and I, you will hear us discuss Waffle House. It was our curtain call. Yes. Yes. And yes. GB is a loyalist to the end, guys. And it was at Waffle House where we had a discussion of don't wait for Brandon and I seize the moment. Mm -hmm. Gee, what was that moment? Like, we're, we're going to catch up. I promise we're going to catch up. But yeah, yeah. I got to get them into the mind of GB. Yeah. What was that feeling of sitting in an Atlanta Waffle House? Mm -hmm. It's 1230 at night. Yeah. And we're having this discussion of you putting your mind at rest mm -hmm. to pursue it all. Yeah. Um, it was freeing um, because you mentioned I'm a loyalist. I am the type of person that if we come in together, we do it all together. Like I'm I'm not going to be the dude that's like, hey, you know, we're in a group, but I'm going solo. Like, that's not me. It's like we're all going in the door. And so there were ideas that I had in terms of the faction and even other things in pro wrestling that I, I felt like we had to do as a group. 
And so for you to tell me, hey, listen, don't wait for us. Go ahead and do all that's in your heart to do. Like, it's not. And you kind of helped me to see, like, you're not turning on us. Like yeah. you're extending <laughs> the brand, you know, yeah. and that was important to me because I never wanted to feel like, OK, I'm doing this without them. And like there's going to be beef because I never wanted that. To me, our yeah. relationship was more important. So for you to say that helped me. It birthed, you know, the the faction quick hits and kind of now us getting more faction content. But it also gave me permission to be able to say, OK, how do we pursue this career in pro wrestling outside of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no guys. Clack calls GB the wrestling almanac. Okay. Because you <laughs> ask GB a thing. I've seen people try to take GB to task on wrestling <laughs> facts. Okay. And it doesn't help any that the rock has now created a territory show and that we have, uh, you, you know, uh, not just beyond the mat. Yeah. But we have what's happening in the darkness of wrestling. Mm -hmm. So GB just consumes wrestling information and he retains it. Allah, he's a valedictorian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so G, we have this weekend. We do other podcasts. I go back to San Antonio. You buy your ticket because you want to be at the next SHW. Yeah. Tell me. You pull up to the action center mm -hmm. as a customer. Yes. As a fan. You get out of your car, ready to enjoy the night. Walk me through you walking into the action center. So it's interesting because the November show, because um, I think you're thinking about the December show. The November show, which was the one after the one we went to, I did go by myself. Um, and that was the show. And maybe that is what you're talking about. Because I went in there and I saw, uh, I'm again front row, and Brandon happens to be sitting by himself. Yeah. And so um, so one of the things about me and obviously, you know, this, but most people don't. I am again, I'm a loyalist, but I'm also not the dude to put myself out there. I He's just, not. It frustrates I'm, me. <laughs> I'm just or, as not. I heard a lady on TV today say it frustrates me. <laughs> I'm not the guy to put myself out there. So. Um, so I knew it was a, a significant moment when during the intermission, I go over to Brandon and I'm like, so where's your your broadcast partner? And he's like, oh, he, he couldn't make it tonight or, or what have you. And I and I said this. I said, listen, if you ever need any help, I'd be more than happy to to sit in and, and, and work with you. And he was like, OK. And we've been around enough folks where when you say that and they give you that, okay, you okay, conference talk. Exactly. Good old conference convention talk, you know, at the conference, everybody's going to work with everybody until yeah, you man. get home and then you forget. So I also had this amazing amount of courage that after the show, I had the same conversation with Dylan and I said to him, Hey, listen, I saw there was only one person in commentary with Brandon. If you need any help, let me know. And he was now like, pause okay. time out. Yeah. When I was there at NWA Impact, mm -hmm. I made GB walk up to everybody and introduce himself. You really did. <laughs> I said, G, go talk to that guy. Go talk to that guy. <laughs> because, guys, GB loves people so much that he doesn't want anyone to feel pressured. Yeah. And he doesn't want anybody to feel stretched uh, by, by him being an extra think. What and 
what the conversation at Waffle House was, was that GB, uh, you have the goods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So listening to this now, I don't think I even knew that you walked up to to them afterwards. Yeah, Th- this is making me hype. So keep going. Yeah. So I, I I walked up to them, and I think as I look back at it, I it 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 was one of those things that after I did it, I was like, oh wow, well I just did that. <laughs> but here's the messed up part: I did not expect anything to come from it. Wow. I, I I did not, and part of it was because. Many other times in many other spaces, you walk up to people, you say, I can do this. I'd love to do this. They give you that. Okay. And then they never hear from you or you never hear from them. Like, no. So, so here's the other reason why I thought this, nobody took my number that night. Nobody said, I'm going to follow you on social media. Like nobody said anything that would Mm -hmm. indicate we're really going to follow up on this. Um, So I had no reason to, to think that anybody would. And if it was going to, ha- like, for instance, I didn't even know if the guy would show up again in December, you know? Right. So there wasn't necessarily a reason. I didn't know if this was a one-off. And I at that time, I don't think Brandon knew if it was a one-off or not. He just knew the guy, you know, that day said he wasn't going to show. So right. in my head, I didn't have a reason to believe they were actually going to reach out to me. So you attend that one. You talk to some folks, say, hey, if you need a hand, let me know. You yeah. enjoy the night. Go home. They sell tickets for the next one. Again, a la GB. He's going to buy his tickets early. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if an event starts at 7 and uh, he is a fan and he knows he's an hour away, GB's leaving at 5.15. Correct. Okay. Correct. So, GB, you go to the next one. Yeah. Again, walking in as a, as a fan. Yeah. Tell me about this experience. So this one was interesting because that particular day, there was just a lot going on for me. Um, and I'm normally very active on socials and things like that. And that day I wasn't. And uh, there there had been so much going on to where, you know, Yanni had even asked me, like, are you going to go to this show tonight? Like, you don't have to go. And I'm like, no, I bought my ticket and I really need to go. So this yeah. is, you know, you, you talk about me. um leaving super early the show starts at eight i let i usually you know would try to get there by seven since that's when the doors open um i didn't get there till 7 30 you know my lamb um so you know for me that's almost late you know um and so according I according to you absolutely <laughs> you know i went um and i was i was dressed to be a fan in fact that night i really was just prepared like i needed a good escape so I needed, you know, them to do what they do and I can live in the world of SHW and that'll kind of fuel me and I'll I'll be good to go. Um, so I had I literally got out of the car, locked the door, walked up to the, the door preparing to show my ticket when I met at the door by Dylan. <laughs> OK, no, wait. let's set the match. OK, yeah. uh, you walk in, you have on a hoodie with a T-shirt under it. Correct. Correct. What's the T-shirt? I don't remember the T-shirt, but I do remember the hoodie was an AJ Styles hoodie. I I, I wonder if this is a Shinsuke Nakamura T-shirt you have on. It might I'm be. I'm looking at it now. I think it's a Shinsuke it, it might with be. an AJ Styles. Yeah. I told you so I was just ahead. glad to be there. 
you was, you you were glad to be in the service. That's all. Yeah. That's all. So, so you walk up and you yeah. get to the door and what happens, yeah. fam? I get to the door and Dylan Freymeyer, who's the booker of of the territory, meets me at the door and says, dude, we've been trying to get a hold of you all day. Now I'm kind of like, wait, what do you mean you've been trying to get a hold of me? Like, I didn't get any. I didn't see anything. I didn't. So now my brain's wondering, like, OK, what's going on? And so then he asked, do you want to do commentary tonight? And here's what's crazy. I said yes so fast that I didn't get a chance to actually think about what I said yes to. So I said yes, and then he's like, come with me. So he takes me to his car. In that moment, I shoot a text to Courtney, Brandon, and John. And I'm like, guys, you are not going to believe what is happening right now. And I tell them uh, they literally asked me to do commentary and I'm about to do commentary tonight. And um, the funny thing is, you guys don't know this, but all three of them are extreme. They were extremely busy then. They're even busier now. So I wasn't sure, you know, if anybody would actually be at their phone. But to me, I'm like, these are the only people who are understanding this moment that's happening. And lo and behold, man, Courtney and Clack, like, they must have had their phones in their hand that day because they were it, like it, immediately. Yeah, it's 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 rare in our group chat with the four of us mm -hmm. where you can get replies immediately. Right. And that particular night, I just remember it was like we all got a chance to do commentary. <laughs> it was crazy. It was crazy. And, and, and let me say this. You guys were were so excited. And you guys were hyping me up and you guys wanted to make sure I wouldn't miss this moment. And, and it's one of those things that I, I think about fondly because I tell people regularly the value of having amazing friends and brothers yeah. that yeah. they know what your dreams are and they will push you to those dreams because they can see those things in you. And probably the one thing that I have lacked the most has been confidence you know, to be able to just say, hey, I can do it. Let me go do it. Um, but the crazy part in this instance was I didn't have time to be scared. Yeah, like, that's I, true. I, there were there was too much on the line. And once I said yeah. yes, I couldn't say no. I think by the time you text us that you're calling the show and commentary, because at this time we're trying to get info and then you go dark for like an hour and a half. <laughs> and I didn't know that you going dark was I assumed Oh, GB's doing commentary. He has an hour to prepare. <laughs> How long did you have to prepare? Literally 15 minutes. Um, 15 minutes. That's it. That's it. And here's the thing. So this is what's interesting. I had no information. None. Like none. And in my head, I'm trying to think, do I even remember what happened in the last show? Like, because their shows are a month apart. So it was like, do I remember? And so like the way everything changed, I walked to Dylan's car, he goes to get something, we come back. And normally when you, you know, you get your ticket, they're checking for your ticket, they're going to put a wristband on you. I walk back to the door and they're getting ready to stop me. And Dylan's like, oh no, he's with me. And I'm like, oh, wow. So Now this so, ain't even that kind of podcast. <laughs> do you see Don't put saying? me under that kind of pressure. <laughs> 
Like, don't just, put me. This is it, not that podcast. It is. It is. You just put a lot of pressure on my spirit. <laughs> but but it is. It is. It is. It happened that fast. It was the yeah. one yes that changed everything. And so now yeah. I go from literally being a ticket holder. Oh boy, who needs permission to go in? To being the person that gets walked in, and I get walked in past wherever my seat was supposed to be, straight over to the commentary booth, where at this point now I've I've run across Gary, I've run across Brandon. They're all telling me how they'd been trying to get a hold of me, and I'm like profi- apologizing profusely because I'm like, I never missed this. So yeah, what in the world? And so then I'm sitting with with um. With Brandon and Gary comes over and he says these other uh, very inspirational words. He says, well, listen, uh, do a good job tonight and the job is yours. So don't suck. Absolutely <laughs> only, no pressure, right? <laughs> only Gary can say it like that. <laughs> only Gary can say it like that. Now, and now, so- now mind you, uh, I want to I want to come back to this. Yeah. When you and I did that podcast. Mm-hmm. That podcast did not go unnoticed. So so that's that's a, an important detail in all of this that at the time I didn't realize when we did that podcast, um, we would find out after we released it that Gary Lamb loved the podcast. He loved the honesty and he made it um, mandatory listening for the entire roster, which is major. You know, um, it's starting my beef with Huckabee that lasted correct. about a year. That is correct. Um, it, it it started that, but one of the other th- one of the other details in this that we didn't talk about was in that conversation at Waffle House, uh, where you explicitly said, "Gee, we're going to figure out how to get you into the wrestling business." Yeah. And you believe that there were two important parts to it. One was the podcast we did. And then two, following it up with an interview with Gary Lamb. And and both of those things happened prior to me walking in the door uh, on that December day. So I'm going to go to that podcast and then come back to this one and say this is why it's important that, number one, you have friends and number two, that you give them space to speak into you. And then number three, that you actually respect what they say enough to obey it and do it. Yes. Um, you know, Courtney is an incredible visionary and he wants to pull out potential out of everybody and turn it into actualization. But it still boils down to us to actually do the work. And so for me, I'm forever grateful for that conversation and for that entire weekend because I was open, you know, and I trusted him enough to go, okay, this is what we're going to do. And um, I had no idea that those podcasts um, opened Gary's eyes to what the potential was. But what I also didn't know was the reason they were trying to reach me was because they all had listened to the podcast and they were like, he can talk on the podcast so he can do this. And I had no idea. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. What are you doing? 
well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm gonna start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient and I announced that we were gonna start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perceptions, reality. How did we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people. I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here a few minutes later. It was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it wouldn't read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as there's a win and there's a you, there will always be the S-H-W. Attention wrestling fans, join us Friday, December 9th for SHW 46 Live from the Action Building in Canton, Georgia. A new Southern Honor champion will be crowned in a five-way elimination scramble featuring Kyle Matthews, Gunnar Miller, Carly Bravo, Sal Renaro, and Sunny Days. The Southeast Best of Seven series continues as the working King Captain Owen Knight takes on nauseousism. Also in action, Chip Day, Jordan Kingsley, Murder One, and more. Plus, the return of Cyrus the Destroyer and Sean Legacy. Don't miss our final show of the year as we send out 2022 with a bang. Tickets go on sale at the door the night of the show at 5 p.m. Doors open at 7, bell time at 8. Witness Southern Honor Wrestling live and experience like no other. This is the Stroke Daddy Ricky Starks, and you know I only do it one way, and that's big. You're not listening to The Faction. So GB goes, he puts on, mm -hmm. for the first time ever, yeah. the headsets, mm -hmm. sits behind what is known as the sacred desk, mm -hmm. standing feet away from the ring yeah. that he would know as the ring of destiny where Chris Jericho has stood and Cody Rhodes has stood in yeah. Omega and so many others. Yeah. And there you are following the steps of a gorilla, mm -hmm. of a Bobby the Brain, yeah. of a Jim Ross, of a Tony Schiavone, mm -hmm. 
of a Gordon Soley, shout out Mid Atlantic. Yes. And you took your first step mm -hmm. to being a part of not watching, right? Not 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 doing a podcast on. Mm -hmm. You took your first step within two months, and you were in the business. Yeah. Wow. At at, at what moment did it? become a reality in your brain. I'm in the business. Um, maybe the end of that weekend, um, because going through that night, it felt surreal. But let me also say it, it, it also felt like the most natural thing I've ever done. Um, like it felt like breathing, like, we, you know, it's funny these days, and I know we'll get to this these days, you know, when we prepare to open a show, Brandon usually will go over what he's going to say, but we didn't do that that night. And so, you know, when Brandon came in with his opening and I followed in after him, you know, everything just felt just like pieces of a puzzle fell together. And so, you know, we go through the whole night, call the whole show. At the end of the night, they're doing backstage interviews. Now, when I went backstage and got to see that, that's where I was like, oh, okay, like, I'm really here. And then they asked, you know, how did he do? And Brandon, you know, said all sorts of great things. And then they asked me if I wanted the job, and I said yes. And so in leaving that night, um, it still felt like, did this just happen? Right. right. Like, did this just happen? Right. It was it was the next couple of days because I was waiting, you know, me. I'm always waiting for an official announcement before I say something, <laughs> et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah. Literally the next day, Gary puts out this flyer that yeah. says the voices of SHW and it's Brandon. It's me. And it's Diana Michelle, who I yeah. did not realize also started SHW that same night. Yes. So it it I think at that point and then people started responding and I was like, whoa, yeah, so like this. This is for real. This is really happening. Yeah. So the first thing you come back and do, GB, is let, 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 let's get into you go from being GB of the music industry mm -hmm. to now you have to. Uh, it's not just a commentator. Right. It's not just knowing the information. Yeah. It's not just telling a story. Mm -hmm. It is your own camera. Yes. So now you begin to start building the, the, the moments of, oh, I have to actually look uh, larger mm -hmm. than life. Mm -hmm. People don't know this, but you actually work with a personal tailor. Yes. And your your pieces that you wear are customs. Yes. Walk me through the idea of building the GB wrestling commentator brand and deciding what you were going to wear and who was going to build it for you. So it's 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 funny that you say that because obviously, you know, people forgot about what happened these days. They forgot about my first show, which is hilarious. But what's also interesting is what the overall commentary year was. So Really, you know, prior to that, Brandon and his partner were primarily just wearing T-shirts and jeans. Yeah. And a ball yeah, cap. By far, you know, yeah. They were very, very casual. Um, By the time we got to the show, my first show, he had added like a um, a blazer and a real casual shirt. 
So my first show, you know, I had on a suit with a tie and they all and like immediately they were like, whoa, OK. And this is just kind of stuff I had, you know, and shortly thereafter, the pandemic happens. And when we come back, I I, I reached out to my buddy Algernon, Sir Algernon, who, um, again, the way everything works, I met him. Uh, he was one of our listeners at Bonnerfied Radio. He was an artist. He was just at that point getting into fashion design and he has worked with literally everybody. And I reached out to him and I said, listen, I want to do something really different. Um, and for me, it is preparation for where I want to go. So I said, I would love to enter into an agreement with you where you make um, custom blazers for me. And I I wear them, I display them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And he was like, say less. And yeah. um, he understood the vision and he's been my guy uh, ever since. And the things that he has created have been insane. Um, and, it's, and it never fails. Somebody will always ask me. They'll always compliment me on the blazer. They'll always ask, where'd you get that from? And it's fun for me to tell them, oh, no, you can't get this at the store. Like right. this was custom made. And so now it has literally become um, an expectation. People are wondering, OK, well, what's he going to wear, you know, uh -huh. today? What's he going to, yeah. you know, that that yeah. is. And, and I'll be honest, I didn't know I was creating the persona. Right. It was yeah. just me investing, saying I have a goal to get to that goal. I need to stand out and it can't just be with the commentary. It has to be the entire package. And so that's how we got there. So three years ago, uh, you start your journey in the wrestling business. That was December of, of what year? 2019. How in the world do you go from walking into the action center, dressed like a fan, being a fan, called in to do commentary, to I give you, uh, maybe this will be the roundabout date, January 2021, you are now awarded with Brandon Georgia Wrestling Commentary Group of the Year. Mm -hmm. In one year. Yeah. In one year. <laughs> Gee, I, 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 you're, you're too humble to let the people know that it felt right because it didn't feel odd to you. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. But what was that feeling like to know in one year's time that all of the years of you staying ready and being ready, you didn't even know what you were being ready for, right. that it was starting to have some payoffs? Um, it felt pretty amazing, actually. Uh, and considering and there and there were a lot of things. So so this is going to be weird for me to say, but you're going to get it. That first year showed me how one person really can change an entire environment. Mm. So when I got there, you know, the shows were being recorded, but there was not a real outlet. Like they were just using clips of the show to put on social media. So I get there December 2019. By January 2020, or February 2020, one of those two, they had struck a deal with IWTV. So now they were going to have all of their library and all of the new shows streamed on IWTV. That was brand new. 
So I'm yeah. going, whoa, whoa, we got a lot of cool things happening. Pandemic hits. Obviously, it it kind of put a, a, a stop to a lot of shows for a bit. But then we started the podcast, uh, the SHW podcast, which kind of kept things going, kept stories going, et cetera. So we get back. And it and it feels like because we did the podcast, it felt like I hadn't missed any time in terms of actually commentary and things of that nature. Um, what people don't know is with the Georgia Wrestling History Awards, they actually prior to my first year had the announce the ring announcer and commentator awards combined. So it was just one award. And they were primarily giving it to ring announcers because there really wasn't enough going on in terms of commentary and commentary outlets. Well, when we finished our first year, we really pushed like, no, there needs to be a separate commentator award because ring announcers and commentators, very different jobs, very different functions. And um, it's impossible to lump them in into one. So I think it surprised uh, some of the people who had been in the Georgia Wrestling History Awards, like, who are these guys? Right? right. Like, where'd they come? Now, they would hear our work and go, okay, uh, yeah, they, they've got chemistry, they sound good, but but who are they? Yeah. Um, but for me, to answer your question in that first year, it did feel like validation. Um, you know, I'd been in, in the music industry for a while and certainly received a number of awards and accolades. Um, you know, there was one particular award I really, really wanted, and we were always nominated and never received. And so to to be in a space where now you you don't necessarily leave, but you em- embark on a new path with pro wrestling. And in one year, they can acknowledge yeah. what in 20 years another industry refused. It was gratifying. And it was also telling to say, you've got the goods. You can yeah. do this. You know, the chemistry that Brandon and I have is just something really special where we are uniquely ourselves. You know, we bring our strengths to it and it works really well together. And so um, it it became very special. Um, that first one was was very, very special to answer your question. Uh, and GB, you didn't just want it once. You've wanted uh, 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 again after that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You've also had the opportunity now to be a part of storylines. Yes. Did you ever imagine a world where you, Gerard Bonner, would be a part of an active storyline? I never I never thought that would ever happen. Um, and and when it did, it was just like, oh, my gosh, like this is one of which the you just you literally found yourself a part of it literally i remember like, you texting us like was... doing, doing intermission yeah saying guys this thing just got escalated yes and i don't really know where we are like brandon's thrown off you're thrown off it, it yeah. was wild yeah yeah it was it was wild um and and i think again you know to be included in something like that speaks well to how uh, the folks in the industry view you. And so for them to feel as though I had something to contribute by including me in, in that is just, it's special. It's really, really special. And it's one of those things that I never imagined would happen, but it has. And 
I'm 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 so grateful because it's like I can look back and go, wow, these these things actually have happened. And I didn't yeah. have to force my way into it. I didn't have to say, hey, guys, I got an idea. I want to be included. You know, they just said, hey, let's do this. And um, and it, it's been special. Very, very. Special. And we haven't forgotten what you did to our boy. And I'm going to bring the same energy that uh, that brother YPJ brought in July 27, 2010, about Gerard Bonner. He said, anybody that says Bonner Friday isn't the hottest internet radio DJ is out and going to get slapped to sleep. Wow. We wow. will slap you to sleep you mess with this man again. Wow. Wow. What I'm just that. telling you why PJ said about you. Wow. He said they ought to be slapped to sleep. That's hilarious. That is hilarious. And it's it's been it's been really cool to have so many people supporting from so many spaces. YPJ has been a, a very big supporter um, of this because there's obviously a great cross section of folks who love music and who love wrestling. Oh, yeah. Uh, there yeah. always has been. And so uh, for folks in the music business uh, who I've been associated with to really ask me when they see me about the wrestling journey is is pretty awesome. That that is that is yeah. pretty awesome. So let's let's rapid fire a few things really quick. Okay. What is your day of you have to you have to now your 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 rhythm I know for SHW is different than your rhythm with other things. So let me give yeah. let me get your SHW rhythm. Sure. Your SHW rhythm of preparing for that day on a Friday night looks like what? Give me start from Thursday night. What happens? So usually um and it de- it depends on how many things have been in my head. Sometimes I'll need to rewatch the show to just remember what has happened uh so I can be fresh on that. Other times uh if we have new wrestlers showing up um, I'll be doing research on them to uh, make sure I have all the latest information. I'm also updating, you know, uh, how long these title runs have been for people, et cetera, et cetera. Because to me, that kind of information is important. Um, so I'm getting all of those things together, making sure the outfit looks uh, well and making sure in my head I'm kind of clear. Uh, I also try to do some um, updates on just kind of what's going on in the world. You know, because I like being able to bring in pop culture references where applicable. You know, um, I try not to beat myself up too much if I don't have at that specific call. Um, but I need it all to make sense, you know. And so for SHW, it is preparing those kinds of things um, for that particular night. Um, fun fact, I, I have a specific meal that I eat every time. Because I tried to eat a different meal one time and like it threw everything off. It's weird. I'm not superstitious, but it's just funny how that happened. So part You're of the just rhythm, consistent it, that that part. So, you know, I'll leave and I'll stop at Chick-fil-A and I'll get my, you know, my my spicy chicken sandwich meal. Um, I might get a cookie or a brownie for on the way home. It depends. But yeah, that's going to happen. I like to get there in decent enough time to just be able to think and breathe uh, because there are times where, you know, specifically post COVID where things will change in terms of what the card will look like day of because somebody got sick, somebody couldn't be there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's being able to adjust uh, for all of that. And then, you know, we prep for the pre-show, which will happen that night live. And then, we're off to the races. And what I think is cool is it's a one take journey. 
You know, it is not one take where we don't we don't, you know, go back and do anything over again. It's it's literally one take. And um, and that's exciting. That's that's kind of my SHW specific prep. Yeah. Now, here are the things that we like to talk about. Yeah. GB, I'm going to ask this in the most um, in the most respectful way as being a guy who is a cousin of the business. Yeah. Are you the commentator who likes to know? the full details of the entire night or do you want to be moment to moment and just let it ride so here's the funny part this has now become my reputation um where they know i don't want to know anything don't yeah. the only thing i'm okay with knowing is match order but yeah. i don't even have to know that like yeah just because for me and if this is actually one of the things I took from um, my mentor from afar, being Jim Ross, he always said he never wanted to know what was happening so that he yeah. could make calls that were authentic in the moment. Mm. And so and because of the way my brain is wired specifically when it comes to pro wrestling, if you tell me something once, I'm going to remember it. Now I got to fight to forget it. I don't want to do yeah. that. Oh, that's good. That's I, I good. That's good. Yeah. So that's why I'm like that. And so. You know, in SHW, they they know. So here's here's what's funny. What's funny is because they know I don't want to know. And it's and here's when I say they first, it's Brandon and Diana who who know I don't want to know. But then Dylan, the booker, and then the wrestlers also know as well. So I found this out earlier this year and I didn't know this. There was um there was a moment that happened uh, this year in SHW where. Um, kind of there was this whole takeover that happened and it all was shocking, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and naturally it shocked me. But what I didn't know was there was one point where Brandon was trying to get his phone to record my reaction because he knew it was going to be crazy. <laughs> At the same time, one of the wrestlers in the ring had this outlandish thing that they did. And after the show, she said, and then I looked dead at you to see what you were going to do. I was like, oh, my gosh. So it is a thing at SHW where they know I don't want to know. And then uh, they're looking to see they measure. Did they do it well or not? Based yeah. on the reaction. I yeah. Think that's yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to SHW. Shout out to Gary Lamb. Shout out to the home team. Absolutely. Uh, GB, you started with just one federation one uh titan if you will which is shw how many and what other wrestling um uh groups Mm -hmm. i'm short on words right now for that okay are you a part of at this moment so uh there of course is southern honor where everything began um and then that moved to an opportunity with the nightmare factory where we are called well initially it was starting as kind of a, a show they were going to do that was going to be televised um that unfortunately didn't happen but i do think it was the genesis for another promotion that i'm working in now so i'll get to that but the nightmare factory where we are now calling uh the the graduation matches, which is for their uh, student showcases, which I think is awesome because it's where you get to really see the the upcoming rising stars of the future. So there's that. Uh, and then earlier this year, uh, that launched Battle Slam, uh, which is an amazing promotion that combines hip hop 
and pro wrestling. And that has really been kind of a top tier experience, provided me my first opportunity this year to be live on pay-per-view and my first opportunities on Fight TV as well. So that's been amazing. And then also this year, uh, Championship District Wrestling, that is the company that has been certainly birthed from um, the Nightmare Factory. Uh, several of the Nightmare Factory students actually own that particular company, um, and they've had some great connections. Actually, both them and uh, Battle Slam with AEW, Impact, the NWA. So it's given me the opportunity to call some matches for some names that are new and names that a lot of people know as well. And that's mm, been so good. incredible, incredible. So that's four promotions. I'm not going to let you uh, out of this because okay. there is like uh, uh, an extreme wrestling that you've, uh, that you've called oh. for at some moments, right? Yeah. Yeah. There is a, uh, it is, um, I, I, I'm trying to remember the exact name of, of the promotion that I've done some work for, but uh, yeah, it's it's been wild. I, I saw the video. That was yeah. wild. It was wild. GB, you've gone from there to even now, you, you've made your own uh, uh, monetary investment. You mm -hmm. actually own commentary gear and, and you, you're invested in this thing. Yes, very much, very much. Um, I went and, and bought so some gear, yeah. So you mean to tell me that that other people can actually contact you mm -hmm. about doing commentary for them? And if the deal is right, you guys can work something out. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's that's been one of so so you made a point earlier about loyalty, right? And so when when starting with SHW, in my head initially it was like, well, I'm not gonna work for another promotion. This is my promotion. Like I am loyal to yeah. this. Um, and then realizing that, you know, that opens doors for other things and that it is yeah. possible to do multiple things without loyalty being questioned. And yeah. so, you know, with SHW only working one, like, for instance, I took in my head the approach of WWE or AEW, yeah. which I'm here and there's no working for the opposite team or whatever. But when your show is only once a month, it still leaves a lot of month left for it you does. to be able to do some work. So I've been blessed where the promotions that I work with are not directly competing with each other in terms of when their events are. So that creates a lot of amazing opportunity um, um, for me. So that opened up the door for me to be able to do commentary in other spaces. And to be honest, there were parts of me that felt like I needed to do that because yeah. I needed to prove to myself that I could do this outside of SHW, that yeah. it wasn't just this was my home and this is where I'm comfortable. So being able to do things at the Nightmare Factory, Battle Slam, uh, CDW, and the Battle Slam piece was important because Brandon and I are a team and we've gone literally everywhere together. But it was almost the same thing that we dealt with here with the faction. Um, back at Waffle House in 2019, like, is there permission to yeah. do something outside of the two of us? You know, Brandon had a couple of opportunities that opened up for him um, that he was able to take, which, you know, was a good thing. And I was kind of like, well, wait a minute, we're a team and blah, blah, blah. But it's that realization, yeah. like you said, like, you know, you get to further the overall brand and what we do. And so when the call for Battle Slam came in to me, um, you know, having the opportunity to work with some other people in other promotions gave me the opportunity to see it. Yeah, I can do this 
And it's not just an SHW thing. It can happen in any of these promotions. April 4th, 2013. Mm -hmm. You tweeted, most won't understand this tweet, but here goes. I really want to work with WWE. Wow. And at some point, it will happen. GB. Wow. 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 Are you still open to working with WWE or AEW? I'm way more than open. <laughs> it is it is the goal. It is the goal. Um, and I say that, gosh, it's so funny how this interview is all connecting. Um, but I say that with the understanding that my loyalty to where I am is not in question. Yeah. Um, you yeah. know, there are a lot of people, and, and I won't spend a lot of time on this, but there are a lot of people who are upset with Deion Sanders and have a lot of feelings about Deion Sanders going to Colorado and leaving Jackson State, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. But, but my thought is, you know, we all have career aspirations and career goals. And... You know, it's not using one to get to another. It is maximizing the experiences in these spaces. And once those experiences have done the max of what they can do, then it is, okay, well, where is the next opportunity to further and take this craft? Uh, just yeah. like most wrestlers, for, for some, because not everybody wants to work at WWE or AEW or New Japan. Um, but for me, I feel like, that's the goal, you know, it is the yeah. goal to be at a national or global promotion, um, being able to apply my craft on a weekly basis. That's absolutely the goal. And it's crazy that you're finding these these tweets from from way back when. What's even crazier is it hits different now. You know, it's different because it's where different. then I didn't know what the path would be. You know, now I feel like I am on a path. Uh, to yeah. get there and prayerfully you know by the time we hit april 2023 uh, i won't just be saying one day i will perhaps mm. that'll be the day which if anybody's doing their math that's wrestlemania week um perhaps that will be the <laughs> week where the tweet goes and i'm here and i'm here uh, I'll end with this. Uh, you are uh, on the team for commentator of the year in Georgia. Yeah. But they've also gotten a chance to experience you now across the pond mm. because you had a chance to work with the guys over there. Tell me about some of the other ventures you've had a chance to be a part of when it comes to podcasts. Man, it has been unbelievable. Uh, so usually at the top of the month, I get to work with my brothers from the UK. Um, Russell Maniac and uh, A Dazzle, who's responsible for uh, Black Wrestling Alliance. They have a weekly show over there called Russell Extra. And uh, uh -huh. they allow me to come over um, every first Tuesday to uh, to kind of have a guest spot on their show. And they talk about the state of Black wrestling. And it's just pretty amazing. Uh, I'm also involved in a show called WWT Live, which is with uh, the good folks TK Trinidad and Women's Wrestling Talk, uh, who really really gave me an amazing opportunity uh, earlier this year to be involved in a conversation about uh, the state of black wrestling. That was right during black history month. And that led to 
me being on with them on a regular basis for WWT Live, which is kind of like TMZ Live for pro wrestling, um, where we're literally pitching stories and talking about things in the moment. Um, That has been an amazing venture. Uh, I've also been asked to, you know, be interviewed on a number of podcasts. And I don't know that I realized that going into commentary um, would put me in in such a a, a unique spot. There are not a lot of commentators who look like me. Um, So that is special. And then I think people will say I bring something different. Uh, to the commentary booth just with with what I do. And so it's been it's been amazing having all of these opportunities in terms of of podcasting and being guests in spots. And it, it's been it's been incredible. And I will say something that you said earlier. I didn't realize until, you know, probably a few days after I got the commentary gig that my whole life had been preparing me for this. You know, yes. um, whether whether it was, you know, this podcast, the faction or all of my years in radio or even going all the way back to when I was in the third and fourth grade and I would have my um my pencils and pens and I would be in school commentating wrestling matches with my pencils and pins, you know, and my action figures. It was going yeah. all the way back then where I didn't realize it, but I feel like God was preparing me so that when you step into a moment, you just revert back to what it is that you've been doing the whole time. Gee, this is major. Now they can't, ju- you, you, you've not totally left the music business. You actually no. have a daily show. Yes. Uh, now mind you, you live in Atlanta, but you have a daily show and where can it be heard? Yes, uh, it's with SoFlo Radio. It's a Christian hip-hop station. You can check it out at SoFloRadio.com or on Amazon Alexa, iHeartRadio, like all of these spaces, Live 365. Uh, I'm doing that show Monday to Friday, the afternoon drive from 4 to 8 p.m. Eastern. And uh, we've got our own app, SoFlo Radio. You can download that app and check out the show. Uh, But yeah, so I have not left uh, the music business. Uh, some folks think I have, but I have not. Um, I'm spending time in both spaces, uh, probably yeah. with more emphasis on the wrestling side of things. Um, but yeah, there's still very much a contribution to the music community. I love it. GB, three years, but a lifetime in the making. Mm-hmm. This is our celebration to you, our salute to you. Thank you for not quitting. Thank you for not giving up. Thank you for still believing. And thank you for being ready. Because when the opportunity opens itself, if you aren't prepared, you've squandered a moment. And Gerard Cleophas Bonner <laughs> did not squander the moment. So this is our faction celebration to you. Thank Do you. me a favor, guys, if you're listening right now, why don't you go over to GB social media, IG, uh, Twitter, or Facebook. Show him some love. Let him know that you appreciate his input, what he's meant to your life. Give him a little word of encouragement because this war, this uh, road in the wrestling industry is not always the easiest thing. Show him some love. And if you got his cash app, hit him in the cash app and buy that man some coffee. He deserves it. GB, I give you the floor. Wow. Well, this is very kind, Courtney. I appreciate this. And I have to tell everybody this was Courtney's idea. He wanted to do this. And I am. I am. Yes. Just- I'm grateful and I People don't know, get their flowers enough. Wow. And, Why and wait till you're dead? You are right. Because when, when we're dead, we, we, we don't read Facebook when we're dead. Um, I just 
think people should know that. So I am I am grateful and I'm forever grateful to you, to Clack, to John for always being so supportive of this journey, for encouraging um, me in that moment, which changed my life and then celebrating all of the subsequent moments that have happened uh, afterwards. And so it's great. I sell. I tell everybody you need a Courtney Beard in your life. You need a Brandon Clack <laughs> in your life. You need a John Murray um, brothers who will support you and hold you down. So make sure you guys are following Courtney. Um, it used to be at C Major Beard, but now it's at I am Courtney Beard uh, on the socials. Are you still C Major on Twitter or are you? I am. I they won't let me change it to I am Courtney Beard. I don't know why. You can blame Elon Musk for that. That's his fault. Um <laughs> But yeah, listen, the things that Courtney is doing with the collective are incredible. Like he's singing with Israel and like he's just he's killing it. So I'm I'm Thank equally you, proud of of you and, and all that Clack is doing and all that John is doing. We call him the EP because he is indeed the executive producer of the Sherry executive show. Producer. And he's killing it. The number one new daytime yeah. talk to talk show uh, in the yeah. world. So it is great. Things are happening here. At the faction. So make sure you're following yeah. all of these guys. And until next time, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, the EP, John Murray. I am Gerard Bonner. And this is the faction. Sally!